is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is a place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And right alongside them, we bring someone who's shaping the world of business and we call them business shapers. My business shaper today, I'm very pleased to say, is Camilla Stevens. She's the co-founder and owner of Higgity. And Higgity, if you don't know, and I'm sure you do, because they've made 50 million pies already, a brilliant British success. And I'm looking at some amazing packaging, which will soon be on uh, uh shelves in Waitrose and many other wonderful places. You'll be hearing lots about how she has built this business from scratch and it's now turning over £20 million. Lots coming up from Camilla. In addition to hearing from her, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And then, of course, we've got some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul. T-Bone Walker's in there, Stevie Wonder's in there, and so is this new one. It's from Eric Bibb. This is Jazz Shapers, as I said earlier, and Camilla Stevens is my business shaper today, and she's the co-founder of Higgity, and they make pies, and lots of them, and they're tasty too. Apparently, though, this is the truth, Camilla, and welcome, and thank you very much for joining me. I can't believe I haven't had one of your pies. No, well, you won't get away with that today, because there's lots here in the studio. I can't wait. Eventually, I will get my teeth into them. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Tell me about your love affair with food. I, I want to come to Higgity in a minute, but this yes. goes back a long way because yes. I, I believe that you were halfway through your A-levels and you said, I'm not doing this, I'm going to go and study cooking. Yes, I, I did. I was. Um, I never really got on at school. I think that's probably a, a theme quite often found with entrepreneurs. I just couldn't kind of find my groove. So I left um, halfway through A-levels and went to Leith's in London and did their diploma in food and wine. And I still look back on it as one of the the best years of my life it was it was a brilliant place to um, be inspired and to begin to learn and it was there from there that I uh, that the love of food continued to grow I mean I've I've got a pile of cookbooks by my bed today I I love cooking I I wouldn't really call myself a chef I've I'm I'm a cook and I and I've cooked for years and years. I went from Leith's to Good Housekeeping magazine and that was just an incredible time because it was I call it the pesto sun-dried tomato years. It was the it was the time when it's the sort of end of the 80s early 90s and it was the time when the supermarkets were beginning to stock ingredients you might have found on holiday, so pesto or um, fromage frais, something that you might have discovered had you been on holiday in France, but then suddenly it was appearing in the supermarkets and I got to write about it and create recipes around these great ingredients. And it was, again, something that just fed for me that um, love of food. And where did that love of food come from, do you think? I mean, it, it, people do drop out of A-levels and, and you're right, many people I interview who have started their own business 
business did mm. not, as you said, um, mm. get on very well at school, didn't mm. agree with them. Mm. But where did the food come from? Is it a family thing? Was it just a Camilla thing? I think it was just a Camilla thing, really. Although, and I think my mum wouldn't mind me saying this, but she d- didn't especially enjoy cooking. And there's a real sort of relentlessness about preparing meals for the family. And and I think that I just got involved and I, I did. I really loved it. It's a, it was a Camilla thing, really. And the Camilla thing also then became a commercial thing because before Higgity was created in 2003, you ended up working as an employee at Seattle Seattle Coffee Company, which was the precursor, if if people don't know, to Starbucks. Yes. But you managed to get yourself um, invested in it. You managed to get options. Just very briefly, how did you go from being this employee uh, with some experience of the world of food to someone a bit more important in that business? Um, Well, after Good Housekeeping, I went to go and live in Seattle and um, it it's an incredibly inspiring city. There's Microsoft, there's Boeing, there's Amazon, there's and there's the it's, a great there's, city. it's just an incredibly inspiring place. And I think there that was the kind of beginning of me really thinking I think I want to be involved in business, but I also probably want to own my own business at some point. Um, and, I, and I think, again, there, there was that kind of you-can-try-anything kind of culture. So I went from my time in Seattle and I came back to the UK and I'd heard about um, Seattle Coffee Company that had literally just started their first store. And I approached the young couple, American couple, who had started the business and said, Hi, I'm Hi, Camilla. I'm Hi, I'm here. Yeah. I want to get involved. Yeah, and, 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 it was, and they were great entrepreneurs because they said, um, well, we don't have very much money, which is actually quite a, a good thing to say because you then harness loyalty and people will go a long way. But I And I got involved by being a barista and learning how to make cups of co- coffee. But my desire was to really see the food um, part of, that, of the business be significant Seattle Coffee Company. And we're going to hold it right there and find out how significant that food became because it does begin the, the journey towards um, the lovely Higgity. Yes. Stay with me for my fantastic business shapes. That's Camilla Stevens, the co-founder of Higgity. Time for more music right now. This is Madeline Peru with Hello Babe. Hello Babe I had to call you up Hello, baby, I'm feeling up. You know, I have something to tell you. Honey, I still want you to know. That was Hello, Babe from the wonderful Madeline Peru. My wonderful business shaper today is Camilla Stevens, and she's the co-founder of Higgity. They make amazing pies, and quite a lot of them too. Um, 300000 a week, apparently, if, you, if, yes. if we believe your own PR. <laughs> do we believe it? I yes. think we probably do. You look pretty believable. Um, so you talked about this, This uh, you said to me, I like your mm-hmm. phrase, you, know, you can try anything, and I know you're known to be that kind of person that says, you know, anything's possible, give it a go. You approach these entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. the Seattle Coffee Company, mm-hmm. that does well. You start at the bottom, as mm-hmm. it were. Yes. You then get the Starbucks thing happens it takes over Seattle and all that you stay at Starbucks for a while at what point do you start going do you know what I want to do my own thing We'd grown the Seattle Coffee Company brand. Starbucks bought us. We then had to rebrand um, all of the uh, Seattle Coffee Company stores, Starbucks. Um, that was a good training ground, actually, for me to understand quite a lot about brand and brand positioning. And in 
sort of 2001 when we'd got to about 300 Starbucks stores here in the UK and I realised that my role was becoming much more um, I suppose commercial and again this love of food and cooking was kind of taking over and so I left because I wanted to get close to the food and I ended up working in um, bakeries and more in manu- food manufacturing and it's great to get close close to the food again and not be so much involved in retail um, and in 2003, the opportunity came to start Higgity. How did it come to you? Well, I had seen um, great brands emerge um, at that time. Uh, they were sort of top tier, so whether it was Kettle Chips or Green and Blacks or Innocent. And the pie aisle in the supermarket, to me, was blokey. A barren And place. it was barren, yes. It was beige food. I was going to say it was. Yeah. It's beige. It's like looking at the margarine and saying it's a bit yellow. Yeah, it was but beige But it was very food. beige. Yeah. And, 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 and I just thought, this is not an aisle that I would shop. And it needs a rejuvenating. And so in 2003, um, put some money in a pot with a few others and we began making pies. But literally, I began cooking pies in my kitchen at home until we got our first customer. Stay with me for much more about where that money came from, because there's a brilliant story about a grandpa that invested in in the radio world, um, as well as how things that start in the kitchen really can lead to big business. Uh, that's Camilla Stevens, my business shaper. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. So I'm Joe Hancock, the cybersecurity lead at Mishkondorea. One of the most common problems I see people have at the moment is almost over-collecting data. There's an obsession with data and digital. That's a really good thing. It presents brilliant opportunities. But at the same time, collecting data that you don't really need or storing data that you really shouldn't store anymore prevents a massive risk. At the same time, as having that data gives you some good kind of business outcomes, having it there means there's a good a target for attackers. It means that you're much more likely to lose it. And if you don't delete it properly, you're much more likely to breach regulation. And all of this really starts to create a bit of a risk for business that isn't very well understood and isn't really well managed at the moment. Another whole set of problems that could be avoided very simply are just by doing the basics. If you use complex passwords, change your password regularly. Don't use the same password for for multiple services, as everybody does. Even just one or two different passwords will stop you being the victim of some of the large data breaches we've seen soon. They'll protect your identity. They'll help protect your bank accounts and your finances. Just by doing very, very simple things, either as an individual or as a business, you can remove most cyber risk that's out there at the moment. Nothing can ever be 100% secure, but at the same time, you really can make your own life and your business much better by doing these things. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday, I talk to someone who's doing something special. They have gone and decided to set up their own business, um, and they are doing great things, and they're building those businesses, and sometimes you hear their stories and you go, well, that sounds easy, but of course it isn't. Um, my business shaper today is Camilla Stevens, and we've glossed over a few years of her life and neatly brought us to the point where um, Camilla is in the kitchen and she's making pies, and those pies are the first the first orders for Higgity. Mm. And Camilla, um, this business now, it is £20 million plus. I think mm-hmm. you've got, I don't know, how, over 250 people yeah. working for you. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier 300,000 pies a week. Mm-hmm. Right back then, they're in your kitchen. You're trying to build a business. I believe that you and your husband then sold your houses yes. to go and finance this business, plus a bit of money from yes. your, your grandpa. Yes. 
just what did that feel like in terms of really putting you know putting things up like that well I think that when you have a very clear vision and you're really committed to it um it feels like a no-brainer. Now, it wasn't. All the all family members around us were thinking we're completely mad. But we, we did take some advice and we actually spoke to somebody who said, you can put your eggs in one basket, all your eggs in one basket, and, and guard it with your life. And that's what we decided to do. We believed there was a future for Higgity and we were wholly committed. We were all in. And that meant, that literally did mean blood, sweat and tears. You know, there would be, I would be packing pies at 2am to get them onto a vehicle, to get them out to local farmers farm shops and delis but um, we started small we started with not that much experience although we James and I both brought something completely different to the business in terms of skill set and um, yeah we we've over um, the period of the thir- 13 years of um, owning Higgity we've sold our homes and continued to reinvest and that's the same today we've um, we're in the same position yeah. today so, so basically about a year ago you sold your homes again again yes which is extraordinary a business this size you have held the um, the ownership of it mm-hmm. and you are as you said guarding it with your life but it mm. comes back to something very simple mm. you said which is I thought there was an opportunity to revitalise this mm-hmm. this aisle mm-hmm. this aisle of uh, of, of of beige as you yes. called it and I'm looking right now at the new packaging and um, if you haven't seen it you will these are available right now right? they Isn't, are okay. yes. Yes. There's, there's great colour and you've you've kind of got this focus on the on the Higgity name which is a really interesting name as well how do you stay true to that instinct that you had back in 2003 that there was an opportunity to rejuvenate well, when we first launched the the brand in 2006, so for the first three years of Higgity's life, we sold um, uh, pies and quiches to local delis and farm shops, and they, there was no um, branded product sitting on the su- on the supermarket shelves. And in 2000, the end of 2006, we launched them this new look for us at the time um, uh, onto the supermarket shelves, and there was a a little get in touch. Um, a line on the back of pack and it was there then once we had launched them that we began to get emails letters poems recipes and communication from our customers who were telling us how much they loved what we were making and that that was the beginning of really understanding and thinking there is something here we're doing something and we're also attracting somebody who wouldn't necessarily walk down the pie aisle and quite often and we were deliberately feminine as well so we wanted to get those mums that were shopping and that would have wouldn't wouldn't have normally picked up a pie to come and try and and out of that we've it steered us in terms of our product development as well we now make a lot of quiches and a lot of vegetarian lines as we see people's sort of eating habits change as well. Stay with me for more from Camilla Stevens, my business shaper and co-founder of Higgity. Uh, Time for more music. One of my favourites, Stevie Wonder, and one of my favourites of his, Living for the City. A boy's born in hot Mississippi Surrounded by for what that ain't so pretty His parents give him love and affection To keep him strong Moving in the right direction Living just enough Just enough 
That was Living for the City and Stevie Wonder. Camilla Stevens, my business shaper today. Um, she's the owner of the Higgity business, and we were talking about how it's become, uh, you know, this opportunity was there, it retains its femininity, um, but pies are, you know, quite masculine things as well, yes. aren't they? You, um, and people rave about food now. I think this mm. country has changed, hasn't mm. it? I mean, when I was a child, you know, the advent of McDonald's was, was mm. uh, uh, noteworthy in the news. It, it no longer is, and people didn't really know their food. It's not just London. It has mm. been, there's been a bit of a artisan mm-hmm. renaissance. Mm-hmm. You're part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that wasn't, I mean, it was intentional for you, but mm-hmm. have you seen it blossoming around you? And if, and if so, why is it that we've got better at making great food? Well, I think that um, the customer is demanding it, if that is looking for really good quality, and they're prepared to pay for really good quality as well. They, I think they that um, it's become much more of a leisure, you know, t- a thing. It's not just a kind of functional thing. You, know, you go to a farmer's market sometimes just for fun to try a new cheese. And um, so at Higgity, we are making what we think are great tasting pies, quiches and sausage rolls and lifting and bringing energy and, and modernising and refreshing the, this, this category. Now, the counterpoint to your love of food mm-hmm. is, of course, that this business has been very, is very successful and continues to be successful. Very fast, it's a fast growth mm-hmm. business. It's been recognised by many people. How have you adapted to that role in addition to cherishing and nurturing the passion that you have for the food? I'm assuming, obviously, you're going to talk about great people around you and all mm-hmm. that. But you personally, how have you? How do you manage to split your time between yes. product design and hold on a minute, we're running a business? Here. Yeah, I've had to be um, quite decisive about where I want to add value because I only have a certain number of hours in the day, and, um, Seven, and seventy-four hours in the day. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm very, very lucky because there's my husband James and a very good friend Mark, and we run the business together, and so we can split it up. We know what each of us. Are good at and where we want to add value and so I've taken much more of this focused role on creating new recipes listening to our customers what do they want to see and what's going to work what's going to solve problems for them when they've kind of got to get one child to brownies and another to swimming and how do they put a a great tasting meal that they can trust on the table so I've I have streamlined my my role and it is much more around the development and I'm lucky because I get to cherry pick the bits that I like. I was going to say you you know you've got the perfect job well done for doing stopping your (laughs) levels uh final chat coming up um with camilla plus we'll be playing a track from t-bone walker that's after the latest traffic and travel jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mishkondorea it's business but it's personal I've got a cold, cold feeling It's just like ice around my heart A cold, cold feeling with T-Bone Walker. I hope that's not what you're feeling right now because we've got a lovely, warm person here who makes nice <laughs> things which make which taste nice and make you feel good. It's Camilla Stevens. She's been with me as my business shaper today, founder, owner of Higgity, making those lovely pies. Y- you have a very, I mean, it's a pretty big group of people yes. working for you, but it feels like, um, and you talk about your husband and you talk about your friend Mark, it feels quite familial to me, just the way you talk about it. Yes. Obviously, I'm not in the business. How, do they feel the same? 
those that group of people they feel like part of this family and if so how have you managed to retain that well um we have done quite a bit of work I mean, at the beginning it's quite easy you have a small group of people and they're just quite loyal and everybody's on the same page and you all sit around the same sort of desk and you hear the conver- each other's conversations and as you get bigger it gets harder but we have done quite a big piece of work recently about our values and why we make kites and quiches and what does it mean and and what's important to us and we did that as a business whole so it was quite a lengthy process but it so that everybody is involved in that process and, and can agree with our values so and we spend quite a lot of time doing various different sort of activities so that people feel included and they're part of the journey and it does does those that visit us down on at shore and by sea do often say it does feel like a sort of big family here and we do have higgity babies there are relationships of people who've got together on the night shift and the day shift and um we've got it's a, it is one big family just we're one big hot house of love yeah. <laughs> um but you you look incredible you feel incredibly approachable to me so i imagine that 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 works for people in the business is, is your husband much is he angry and mean or or are you all just really nice people and if you are <laughs> When do you, when you have to make tough decisions yes. about people? How do you go about that? And, and it, it is. There's often some very difficult decisions in business, and we um, spend quite a lot of time saying no to things. And and it is that thing. Keep the main thing, the main thing, and keep focused on exactly what we want to do, which is making delicious pies and quiches but that often means that you have to be tough and it's usually one of us that's maybe we're a slight sort of three-headed monster at times but we try not to be you take turns yeah listen it's been really lovely talking to you and it's clear that obviously you're enjoying yourself and that you found the thing that you want to do in Mm -hmm. life and that is then it's not like work is it which is i can see from your your smiley eyes (laughs) um and and on that that thought about doing stuff with your team i believe Mm -hmm. that's really underpinning your song choice what is your song choice um well i've chosen um Birdland by Weather Report and that's because we do every year a what we call the Big Higgity Picnic and we take the whole team, it's the only time when we properly stop making um, in our big kitchen and everybody is invited to come and celebrate we have an outdoor uh, little sort of autumn festival um, and you can bring grannies, aunties, uncles family, children and we party and this just seems apt. Brilliant, Camilla thank you so much here it is just for you That was Weather Report with Birdland, the song choice of my business shaper today, Camilla Stevens. I loved her you-can-do-anything attitude. I loved her passion for cooking and the fact that she's stuck to her guns all this time. And I love the fact that she's put her money and her husband's and her partner's money where their mouth is. They have continued to invest wholeheartedly in their business. Great stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place, next Saturday, 9am sharp for Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM. Meanwhile, stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.